New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey, gonna get you too. Another one bites the dust. Well, 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 it's the lunchtime edition here at WABC. It's 45 minutes of a rip and read in my commentary. You want to call all weekend long, starting at midnight tonight, all Saturday morning till the break of dawn, and then Sunday morning to the break of dawn, and then all weekend long where WABC stands for always broadcasting Curtis. Did you hear this schmuck, this putz, uh, Lou? It's Mike Slater, this guy, what, what is he, a uh, junior high school radio guy that Bill O'Reilly uses to substitute for him. Uh, he says, thank you, Bill, for letting me substitute for you. Hey, no thank you, Bill O'Reilly. Now you know why I've passed him in the ratings in this period time, because he keeps putting this deadbeat, this slacker, a guy who now is relegated to having a podcast because he's not even on the radio anymore. What a double disgraziata. Little side note. You know, uh, Lou, he tried the same thing when he had his nationally syndicated show, Bill O'Reilly, at KBC. You know, four days live, and then Friday he wanted best of, which is really worst of. So they called me up and said, Curtis, you want to do a live show? Substituting for Bill O'Reilly's on Friday. And what did I say, Macedonian Phil? Hell yes. You give up a minute. You give up an hour. You give up live programming, and I'm going to come and eat up your real estate. And even Sid Rosenberg said the other morning when I joined him at 8.05, he's number one in the ratings, and I'm number two, and I'm closing in on on him fast. But that's not why we're playing this song, Another One Bites the Dust. Because I noticed Rabbi Joe Potasnik, who's on with the Rev Sunday mornings, ran the hell out of this studio when he saw me. He had a big gathering the other night of all the machas, all the rabbis, all the guys you think they're rabbis. And they were there to extol the virtues of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, who swore to them that the city is on its way back, more tourists than ever before, less crime. He lied, he lied, he lied. And actually, what did they do? They clapped. And who was in that circle of friends and confidence of Rabbi Joe Potashnik? Well, it was Frank Carone and Carone's brothers. Now, who is Frank Carone? Frank Carone is the chief of staff of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, who is leaving office as of January 1st, hovering over Frank Carone are four, count them, four separate uh, investigations about corruptive practices that he engaged in right prior to being made chief of staff by Eric Adams. And Eric Adams knew that. So you have on one side protecting uh, the uh, gates to Eric Adams, who's never at City Hall. He's constantly on the go. He's cutting ribbons. He's giving citation certificates. But he's never at City Hall. So when the cat's away, the mice will play. So Frank Corona's decided he's going to exit. Stage left on January 1st, corrupt as he is. Now, the other person he is just as dependent on because she's on the other side as the gatekeeper is Lorraine Grillo. She's leaving on January 6th. So these are the top two confidants 
Side by side, they're the gatekeepers at City Hall. If you've ever tried to get into City Hall, Lou, you have to go through Frank Carone or Lorraine Grillo. How do I know? Because they always stop me when I I happen to drop in and say, Hey, Eric Adams, the swagger man, have a plan to deal with the rising crowd. Get out of here, Sliwa. And the only person who has no oversight, the only person who does not have to answer to either one of the two and the very reason that this woman is deciding Lorraine Grillo to leave after only a year is the very corrupt Phil Banks, who is the deputy mayor for public safety, who isn't even housed in City Hall, who isn't even housed at one police plaza, who's housed in a separate private office in the Verizon building, which uh, overlooks the Brooklyn Bridge from the Manhattan side, and that's where you bring the loot. If you want to do business with the city of New York and you want to fly under the radar screen, you visit Deputy Mayor Phil Banks, an unindicted co-conspirator who should have went to jail for police corruption years ago but became a CI, a confidential informant. And who knows if he's still wearing a wire and wired up like a Christmas tree. The point being is... You got the top two dogs in the Eric Adams administration saying sayonara because I think they know that the the ceiling is collapsing. Imagine you have a $101 billion budget, the largest ever in the city of New York. You order all of your agencies to cut 3% of their expenses. And instead, you end up with a $104 billion budget that's growing because of the illegal aliens that Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, is welcomed into the city as they continue to trickle in. We got to pay for it. Not the feds, not Papa Joe uh, Biden, Chulo, not who's your daddy, Joe Biden. We have to pay for it. And Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, she's not paying for it. So we, the sucker taxpayers, have to continue to pay for it. And on January 1st, reality sets in, not only with the departure of the two key Adams apparatchiks, Lorraine Grillo and Frank Carone, but there's a $10 billion looming deficit, which means we're going to have to lay off cops, firefighters, social workers, teachers. This is what happened when Ed Koch came in as mayor back in 77, and it's what's going to have to happen again because... Nobody is minding City Hall. Nobody at all. But I noticed earlier today, I was listening, uh, what was it, about 8.25 or so in the 8 o'clock hour. Am I right about that, Lua? might have even been 8.45. The mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, who now has a love affair with our own Sid Rosenberg. Mr. Mayor, would you endorse Hakeem Jeffries right now to replace Nancy Pelosi? Uh, Hakeem is a real friend. Um, I believe that no matter what position he holds in Congress, uh, we're ha- we really blessed to have him uh, there in Congress. Oh, look, look, we have like, the Senate majority leader is from New York City and Brooklyn. Uh, if we were to get Hakeem Jeffries as a leader in Brooklyn, I mean, this does so much for our city. And, again, he's a real leader. He's been a friend uh, for many years, I endorsed him when he ran for assembly. I knew he was going to be a star of the party, and I'm happy with whatever future that's in front of him. Oh, my God. What? He was lip-locking him. What a, What the hell happened to Sid? He didn't ask him a tough question in that interview. And by the way, I noticed Macedonian Phil, no mention of the arrangement he's trying to push 
to have my kumbada cheat, Rudy Giuliani, have a sit-down with Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. I know, not even to mention it, Ed. What happened? Because I'm lobbying so hard against it. Well, let me tell you something. I am the righteous Gentile. One of the reasons that Rabbi Joe Potasnik fled out of here is I said, hey, Rabbi, uh, come here, come here. Uh, uh Uh-oh, there's nothing but double trouble. Hey, let's talk about Hakeem Jeffries, the nephew of the most virulent anti-Semite ever to walk the streets of New York City. And boy, that's saying a lot. Nobody ever asked this guy, Hakeem Jeffries. Not when he was running uncontested in Brooklyn because he never had a tough race, never had a tough race at all. But as he is now in the, as he calls it, the People's House, the House of Representatives, with the departure of uh, Nancy Pelosi, I guess she wanted to wait until she was 90. But anyway, she's out, although she's in. She'll continue to represent her district in San Francisco but she will no longer be what was the speaker when the Democrats were in the majority. But now she'll be the minority, uh, no longer the minority leader of the Democrats. It appears that that will fall to Hakeem Jeffries. So I'm saying, hey, Zionist boy, Sid, righteous Jew, right? How come you're not asking about Hakeem Jeffries? having been the nephew of the most virulent anti-Semite who's ever existed in New York City, the Dr. Leonard Jeffries, who was the head, the chairman of the Department of Black Studies of the City University of New York. He's the one, remember, who came up with the concept of ice people, that's us crackers, and the sun people, that's African Americans. And he's the one who said that Jews were involved in the slave trade. Hakeem Jeffries' father it's Dr. Leonard Jeffries' brother. Hakeem Jeffries went on a pilgrimage with Dr. Leonard Jeffries and all the anti-Semites to Egypt when he was a teenager to study the Nubian peoples. These were the black Africans who were brought to Egypt from the Sudan. And he was taught that it was the Nubian people who invented uh, flight. Not the Wright brothers, the Nubian people, and a lot of other Michigash. Anyway, let me give you a little quote here, Lou, that our friend, uh, Sid Rosenberg, instead of lip-locking Eric Adams this morning, could have said, you realize that Hakeem Jeffries' uncle said the Russian Jewry had a particular control over the monies and their financial partners, the mafia, and they put together a system for the destruction of black people? It was by design? Not a mention of that. Did Did you hear that? But then again, you haven't heard that from the media, have you? What they have done is they've conducted a form of idolatry for Congressman Hakeem Jeffries. They haven't asked this question. He should be asked, do you denounce what your uncle said, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, the most virulent anti-Semite in the history of New York City? Hasn't been asked that. You know why, Lou? Because his complexion is his protection. And by the way, this guy's a deadbeat and a slacker. Congressman Hakeem Jeffries pays just $200 in property tax thanks to a sweetheart subsidy law that he passed. So if you happen to be a condo owner in Staten Island, you're paying an annual property tax of about 5000 If you're a property uh, condo owner in Queens, the bill is more like 9000 If you're uh, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries... 
You're living in a condo that is heavily subsidized by taxpayers in Red Hot Prospect Heights, and he's paying just $213 a year in property taxes thanks to the sweetheart deal under a law he supported when he served in New York State State Assembly. How come nobody's asking him that? And plus, his wife has a high-income job also. Hey, isn't that a sweetheart deal? $213. Somebody needs to ask the tough questions. Stop kissing Eric Adams. Talk this. Oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, on her way out as the Speaker of the House, the minority leader of the Democrats, who will continue to represent her constituents in the city of San Francisco, has decided to support lock, stock, and barrel. This will be the first of many cities to come. San Francisco is launching a guaranteed income program that will provide direct cash payments to financially unstable residents who identify as transgender. So, uh, Macedonian Phil, if you were to actually move to San Francisco and you were to identify as a transgender who can't pay your rent, can't pay, uh, buy your basics... The city of San Francisco, the sucker taxpayers, will give you $1,200 every month. It's called Guaranteed Income for Transgender People. And you know what the acronym spells, uh, Lou? GIFT. G-I-F-T. A gift from the people. But if you happen to be a white transgender, tough nuggies, go to the back of the line. Only people of color transgenders can qualify for this. If there's any money left over for the McWhitey Whiteys, you might actually get your subsidy. Also, uh, I noticed in that conversation that Sid Rosenberg had with um, Eric Adams, they're now like uh, kissing. They're like, I, uh, no tough question on Rikers Island. Well, let's face it, Sid has never been on Rikers Island. I've been incarcerated there many times as a uh, inmate, although as Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb calls it, an incarcerated person. Here it is, the feds have said, nah, we're not going to take it over yet. It's imploding. The gangs control Rikers Island. Anybody who is out there, whether you're a CO, correctional officer, a screw, whether you're a visitor, or if you're an incarcerated person yourself, you know that if you get assigned to a tier, whether it's a dormitory with 40 people, good luck surviving that. Or you're in your own cell with two two guys and you decide maybe it's better that I become a Maytag and give up my commissary. You'd actually be raising your hand and say, please put me in solitary confinement. Put me in the bing. Put me in PC, Punk City, protective custody. I don't understand. These people have no idea what's going on on the rock. The ones who run Rikers Island are the Bloods, the Crips. MS-13, 18th Street, Trinitarios, the Latin Kings, the Nietas. We've lost control of Rikers Island. But then again, only Curtis seems to know that. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Oh, yeah. Those MIT graduates, supposed to be smarter than all of us, right, from Massachusetts Institute of Technology, got together with Sam Bankman-Fried. Never trust anybody with three names. 
and set up in that tax shelter in the Bahamas in uh, an animal house scenario. Men, women, fornicating, copulating, uh, polyamorous. Uh, they were having sex with trees, sex with one another, sex uh, hanging from the trees. And they were taking Adderall, the legal form of cocaine, 24-7-365, and scamming people by the day. We'll call them the junior partners of Bernie Madoff. In fact, when all was said and done, they may have scammed more money than Bernie Madoff ever did in his entire life. Let me give you the figures as it stands right now, Lou. They raised $32 billion. Out of that, $18 billion was stolen. We know that right now. And Sam Bankman-Fried is hunkered down along with his uh, polyamorous colleagues there from Massachusetts Institute of Technology wondering, where can I buy my way sanctuary? Where is it that there is a um, situation that exists? in which the United States does not have an extradition treaty, maybe we'll uh, go to Paris. You know, uh, we'll join uh, Roman Polanski, who was able to flee and not be called back. Maybe we'll go to Israel. Hey, remember uh, for a while there, Crazy Eddie. Remember, Eddie Antar, he fled to Israel because at that time there was no uh, situation in which we could get back a wanted felon to the United States. Or maybe it's his last tango in Buenos Aires. He's thinking of Argentina or Dubai, which is the money laundering capital for all of the Alibaba and the 40 Thieves crooks laundering their money in the Middle East or the Persian Gulf. So at any moment, he's going to be on the run, along with his polyamorous uh, fellow thieves from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. There was $32 billion. It's gone. We know that he himself, Sam Bankman-Fried, has taken $18 billion. There were one million investors, one million investors completely wiped out. And just a few months ago, he was the darling boy of Wall Street. He could do no wrong. Oh, the hedge fund monsters loved him. The Fortune 500 companies loved him. The big banks loved him. They were throwing money at Sam Bankman-Fried. And he was interviewed. On MSNBC as a boy genius, even though when you looked at him, Lou, he looked like a 15-year-old kid who had just fallen out of his bunk bed at summer camp and was like trying to recover from a drug-induced psychosis. He looked like a freak, but he was making money hand over fist, and that's all these monsters care about. In fact, what is it that Eric Adams uh, always says, his battle cry, whenever you come to meet him and greet him? And wine him, dine him, uh, and pocket line him. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Now that we're looking at records of those who actually had sit-downs with Sam Bankman-Fried, the mayor is one of those, Eric Adams, because he was not only promoting Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and blockchain, but he was saying that if they were to come to New York, he would provide a sanctuary, there would be no regulation. And he was battling the Latino mayor, the Republican mayor of uh, Miami, who likewise said the same thing. And if you notice, when the Miami Heat played in the Dade County Arena, it's named the FTX Arena. And when you watch the World Series, the umpires, when the Astros were playing the Philadelphia Phillies, you notice they had little stickers on them for the very first time advertising FTX. All of these corporate monsters of mayhem had their beak in the trough. Why? Why? 
because when they heard this young man speak, who sounded like a young Trenton Tarantino, they were mesmerized. How did you do this so quickly? I mean, your company is two years old, and you're doing something like $400 billion worth of volume per month, which is 25 times what you did a year ago. How did you get the uptake uh, at scale so fast? You know, it, it was really just a lot of small things put together, a lot of decisions that we've made around how to build the product, trying to be as responsive as we can to customers, to regulators, to counterparties. And, you know, uh, you know, honestly, from our perspective, it's it sometimes feels like the world is just going sort of in slow motion around us and that we're going at, you know, about an average speed by our standards. Oh, you are so much better than everyone else, Sam Bankman uh, Freed. You're a crook. You're a crook. In fact, it may turn out you're a bigger crook than even Bernie Madoff was. You're no longer on the JV team. The numbers are mounting. And a lot of people, uh, Lou, have accused me of always being a hater, right? They've accused me of being a member of the player haters ball. Remember that was on, uh, oh, man, the Dave Chappelle show years ago was so great. Remember the uh, player haters ball? I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. I would agree. Look, how many times do I say I hate you, I loathe you, I despise you? But I think in this case, it's merited. Let's look at the golden boy and golden girl for so many years. Tom Brady of the Brady Bunch, I hated him with the New England Patriots, uh, with Coach Belichick, and I hate him even more now with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I remember his Brazilian bombshell model wife bunch, and they were the ideal couple. They could do no wrong. And then all of a sudden, in having amassed millions and millions of dollars, which they just split in what appeared to be a civil divorce action, tens of millions of dollars went to each side. It turns out that they had to get greedy a little bit more and stick their beak into the trough for FTX. Listen to the commercial that the both of them made that was aired on television across the world. What's up? I'm getting into crypto. With FTX. You in? We're providing gives 360-degree access to the crypto markets with the ability to trade everything from alts to DeFi. I believe I'm in, but still hate you. Understood. Take care. Best of the family. Is he in? Yep. Did he say he hates you? He did. Even on the phone, that guy sounds handsome. Ah, but invest in FTX. That was the message. Tom Brady said, hey, trust FTX. Giselle Bunchen said, trust FTX. Even the haters of Tom Brady said, oh, yeah, it's a great investment. And now, like Humpty Dumpty, fell off the wall, crashed, fell into a million pieces, a million investors. There's not enough glue to put it all back together at all. And it turns out that Tom Brady, uh, who was in town in Brooklyn Heights just yesterday having pizza, $15 a slice. Not like the the bum slice that Sid Rosenberg purchased, a dollar slice. That apparently him and Giselle gave less than 0.1% of their worth to charity from 2007 to 2019. Now, would you think that that equals 
the term deadbeats, slackers, nor do wells. Uh, you know, when in the old neighborhood, if you were that way, they called you a cheapskate. If you happen to be very wealthy, like the both of these, even after their divorce, you call them frugal. That's all they could give 0.1% of their net worth to charity from 2007, 2019. And how many of you, oh, Tom Brady, we love you. We love you, Tom Brady. We love you. So either, either the both of you are liars, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen, or you are excessively stupid, which might well be the case. But anyway, how are people going to get back their money? How are they going to get back their money? And then here's Larry David, in which, remember, the tagline of the commercial he did for FTX for millions of dollars was, don't be like Larry, remember? Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. And then the tagline was, don't be like Larry. Don't miss out on crypto. The next big thing, FTX. He promoted it for millions of dollars. Hey, Larry David, you're neurotic, right? You're insecure. Did you really need the extra money? Did you really need to feed the beast? Did you really need the extra money, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, who did likewise, Stephon Curry of uh, the Warriors, the NBA champions? Did you really need the money? Tennis star Naomi Osaka, who's always saying she has uh, mental issues that prevent her from competing from time to time. That's fine. Well, you should really have mental issues now that you know that a million people got ripped off because of, as a influencer, you suggested that they... Invest their money in FTX. Oh, my God. And the list goes on and on and on. And it's not just limited to FTX. Remember, the other big dog in the room is a guy named Zhao. Uh, He's Chinese. In fact, he's so despicable. He's being investigated eight different ways to Beijing, China, for insider trading information, uh, for falsifying derivative exchanges. He can't even travel to Washington, D.C. He's a, a wanted man. Interpol may be arresting Zhao. The number two guy when it comes to Bitcoin bandits, cryptocurrency, Ponzi schemers, and blockchain criminals. And then there's Crypto.com, which deployed actor Matt Damon last fall to promote uh, buying their product. Matt Damon got paid millions of dollars. Did you need that money, Matt? Did you need that money? It used to be worth $1,000. It's now plunged to three forty and may be worthless in another week. And then baby got back Kim Kardashian, who's got a muscle between both ears. I mean, when you talk about vapid, when you say you are either excessively stupid or you're just a liar, in Kim Kardashian's case, there's no doubt about it, stupid. Did you see how she used her influencing status for another one of these Bitcoin bandit operations to a 225 million Instagram followers in 2021, and they suggest, and she suggested that they invest? And it tanked by 98%. And she was fined $1.3 million, which is nothing for her, because she hyped it up. Oh, and it goes on and on and on. And let me tell you how bad it is, because the whole world has bought into this. The whole world is bought into this. 
In fact, the second largest donor to liberal politicians and Democrats after George Soros is a guy that they're somehow trying to save, Sam Bankman Freed. Sam Bankman Freed gave a billion dollars with a promise to give more. Sam Bankman Freed in May addressed Congress. Are you aware that the FTX CEO addressed all of Congress and the Democrats and Republicans were like, (laughs) with baby breath, he couldn't wait to line up and try to get his billions. My God. And he urged lawmakers to relax restrictions on the cryptocurrency industry. Oh, man. This guy is a worse scam artist, huckster. In fact, couldn't we say he's a nerdy version of Bernie Madoff? And by the way, when are they going to investigate the swagger man with no plan who said, show me the money? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. You're going to hear it first because I was running against Eric Adams at the time. I stood with the correctional officers who had a rally outside of Rikers Island because they didn't have enough correctional officers and they were being abused. That's still the case. And the uh, now deputy mayor for Eric Adams, his deputy borough president at the time, announced to the crowd that Eric uh, had gone on a badly needed vacation. Turned out, Lou, he was in Monaco and Monte Carlo. Do normal people go on vacation to Monaco and Monte Carlo for a week? Could it be that he was meeting with Sam Bankman Freed because he wanted to totally unregulate any kind of crypto business in New York City or even meeting with Zhao himself? Inquiring minds want to know. And speaking of the worst, the disgrace FTX founder is expected to be lecturing on November 30th at Lincoln Center side-by-side on the big screen with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Obviously, Zelensky won't be there. He'll be on the big screen. But maybe uh, at that point, from parts unknown, uh, they can be lectured to by Sam Bankman-Fried who will be on the run, either in Argentina, Buenos Aires, or Dubai. This is such a disgrace. Oh, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's going to be there also. By the way, Mark Zuckerberg uh, announced there will be a 1,000 layoffs at Facebook here in New York City. Uh, how would we know there are layoffs? Uh, Lou, have you ever tried to call somebody at Facebook when you have a problem? Does anybody ever answer the phone? No. How do we know what those 1,000 uh, people were doing? And then I notice uh, my very dear enemy, Howard Schultz, who was CEO of Starbucks for the third time, grew up in the Bayview housing projects in Canarsie, came up the hard way, uh, called his baristas partners. Well, his partners are striking Starbucks all across the nation, claiming they're not partners at all. And here was the guy who declared himself to be the big liberal, the big progressive, the big Democrat in Seattle as he was sipping his lattes, now realizing that they're all turning on him. And rightfully so. I'll never forget the time, uh, Lou, he was roaming up and down Flatlands Avenue going into the Lucchese Social Clubs when he lived in the Bayview Projects looking for card games. The guy was a card shark. And finally, Macy's profit slip. Macy's, remember, the first big uh, department store in America started here, 1858, actually on 14th Street and 6th Avenue. And right after Prohibition ended, when FDR turned the country back uh, wet again, 
they ended up with the first liquor license to sell liquor in New York City. And this is one thing I'm going to have to find out is why is it you can only sell liquor on the first floor? Macy's wanted to sell it in the basement right next to Needix. Remember they had the uh, the <laughs> relish that glowed in the dark with the orangeade? And they were told you couldn't sell it in the basement or on the second floor. Macy's, Miracle on 34th Street, the parade may end up slipping into the abyss. But they hold that valued liquor license First one issued after Prohibition in New York City. And another inquiring question I'm going to get into over the weekend when you listen to me on the better side or the other side of midnight, Saturday mornings 12 to 6 and Sunday mornings 12 to 6, is why does it almost cost a million dollars to get a liquor license in New Jersey? A million dollars for a liquor license in New Jersey? How much whining, dining, and pocket lining goes on with the crooks in Trenton over that? No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Basketball Jones. I got a basketball Jones. Got a basketball Jones. Oh, baby. Ooh. Classic. Yes. Since I was a little baby, I always be dribbling. In fact, I was the baddest dribbler in the whole neighborhood. Damn right. Kyrie, right? Born in Melbourne, Australia. Ended up growing up in West Orange. In fact, uh, Macedonian Phil wears a throwback jersey to Kyrie Irving uh, when he was a Cleveland Cavalier. My God, the love affair of Phil continues. Kyrie is expected to rejoin the lineup of the New York, excuse me, make that the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday's home game. They wouldn't let him join the team on the road. But he's coming home, and there will be Macedonian Phil with his throwback, throwback Cleveland Cavalier Kyrie Irving jersey sitting in the front row cheering on the anti-Semite. Go, Kyrie. Go, Kyrie. Go, Kyrie. What'd you do? Take a reverse mortgage? I mean, how'd you get that mo- uh, money? Come on. And meantime, it is going to so upset one of his mentors, one of his spiritual um, consigliers, Screwy Louis Farrakhan. That's right. Of the Nation of Islam, Screwy Louis Farrakhan has been advising both Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets, and yes, Kanye, what is it, Yee, Yee, whatever the hell his name is, he's going to be disappointed at this, he is really going to be disappointed to this if Kyrie gets onto the Harwood Barclays Center and bucks and bows and takes a knee to the chosen people. You brought him out of college and high school and gave them a contract? You gave them a contract because you saw their talent. Haven't they made money for you all? So now you sign them up. And then Adidas comes by and Nike comes by and gives them a lot of money that they don't see. You have them on a leash. Have them on a leash. Boy, I guess to be a millionaire or billionaire, a lot of people would uh, welcome being on a leash, especially Macedonian Phil. 
But notice, nobody has heard from Kyrie. Everybody is talking for Kyrie, the trillionaire owner of the Brooklyn Nets, who's probably uh, just a, a puppet of the emperor of uh, Red China in Beijing. Uh, he said, oh, Kyrie, he's back on board. And then the coach hasn't spoken to Kyrie, uh, but he says, oh, he's back on board. Uh, the general manager, oh, he's back on. Nobody is talking to Kyrie, but he's back on board. Apparently, he jumped through all the hoops that he had to jump through. Uh, will we get a chance to actually hear Kyrie for the third time address this uh, when he uh, enters the hardwood at Barclays Center, uh, coming back after an eight-game uh, hiatus? To understand what he had done wrong, watch. If he does speak, he'll stick a shiv into himself again. Good. I hate the guy. But anyway, if you've ever missed any of my riffs, and remember, I am a hater. There's no doubt about it. I I hate, I loathe, I despise so many people. You want to go to Trinity Rehab, which is sponsoring my digital home. You can see the Curtis News Network video podcast. You can see the Instagram posts. You can hear my podcast. All you have to do is go to WABCRadio.com. And remember tonight, I take over the weekend starting at 12 midnight where it's always broadcasting Curtis on WABC.